Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM, your favorite internet radio station, or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the ninth studio album from Not A Surf called Never Not Together, and it starts with a song called So Much Love. Not a Surf, and I recognize they've been around for a while, and, and the ninth studio album of any band is maybe not that exciting of an album to talk about, but I feel like they just have this earnest openness and these catchy hooks that are so soothing and just listenable that I feel like this is the bomb our soul needs right now. Yeah, it's a dark time, and it's almost... A little hard to get on board with such a relentlessly sunny sound as we get in this first track. And, you know, it's just looking at the structure of this song and it's almost all chorus. Mm -hmm. And that chorus that's so positive and, and bright and it almost distracts you from, I think, these verses that are, I think, at least a little bit. I mean, still relentlessly positive, in a, but in a way that it acknowledges, well, part of positivity is acknowledging that life has complexity and that even when things are good, there are bad things happening. Even when bad things are happening, good things are happening. And that you accept all of that and accept your own limitations as a person. And so it's relentlessly positive, but in a way that I think still living in the real world. And with the sunny sound, it's just the production here is so clean and shiny in a way that's appropriate for this kind of music. Yeah, this record was recorded at the same studio in Wales, I believe, that Bohemian Rhapsody was recorded at, and the Oasis album, What's the Story, Morning Glory. And I'm not sure, I don't know the story of how they ended up at that recording space, but it's got a lot of history, and I I, I think the production ended up being very clean and interesting, and I don't know if that's a connection to the space or not, but I, I like it. Yeah, continuing on from this, stuff continues to be pretty bright and maybe not quite as relentlessly positive, but uh, in the next track we'll hear it's called Come Get Me.
This track is such a great follow-up and contrast to So Much Love. It has the same sunniness in the sound, which we hear in that synth line. But structurally, I talked about how that first track was almost all chorus. Mm -hmm. This is song doesn't really have a chorus. It kind of ends where we actually hear the come get me but that's there's this chord change and it's like the bridge and it's at the end of the song Mm -hmm. and meanwhile we get what three and a half four and a half verses with just that synth solo kind of serving the structural role of the chorus so it's a very odd yeah there's like a verse and then yeah and it just kind of keeps going in that vein for quite a while before eventually break, you know, as I said, the chord change and then come get me. And it's, there's really this sense of desperation. And again, so much love I felt like was so positive and hopeful. And here there's a real undercurrent of desperation of someone getting old and being, being alone and, you know, living in the city, but, you know, we're all riding the subway, but we're all kind of by ourselves in that experience. And I just, I want to share my life with someone, but I'm not sure I know how. And as this real pathos here as someone realizes, yeah, I'm getting older and, and, and he's hopeful, but yeah, there's that tinge of like, what, what if I don't, what if I'm destined to be alone? It's really sad, even through the sunshine that is in my ears. And yeah, it's really affecting. I think what I love about this band is it's like, I feel like, Matthew Cause, who's the singer, talks to you. Or his lyrics are how you would talk to a friend to like make them feel better. And one of my all-time favorite not a surf lyrics off of the name of the album is "The Weight Is a Gift," and the lyric is "Maybe the weight was a gift, like I had to see what I could lift." And it's it's just like oh, it makes me get choked up. It's all about life is tough, but there are reasons to be positive. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I think in different hands or in, a, in the hands of a different songwriter, different performer, this song would be so depressing. <laughs> I think I'd, it would be very easy to get uh, self-indulgent and self-pitying. And it's anything but that. It's the hope. He won't let hope die. And that's, I think, what I take away from the track. And the instrumentation is so catchy and upbeat. And just his his voice is very high and clean. And it's 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 the production is very clean and and melodic and it i feel like it's just kind of hooks upon hooks and that keeps it upbeat yeah absolutely and i think uh we get i think the the sound i think now that we've explored some emotional darker tones i think the sound gets a little darker on the next track we'll play called live learn and forget
I just have to mention that the beginning, I love how in the lyrics he nods to Inside of Love, which was one of their couple of mainstream hits, which was from the 2002 album Let Go. Yeah, it's a lovely meditation on the growing up and, you know, oh, I believed in I believed in pretty things and then kind of getting into well, I guess I'm old now and have to <laughs> consign myself to the Sisyphean task of just getting through each day, mm-hmm. rolling that boulder up the hill a little uh-huh. bit. Um, and I, I think I, I like how for this meditation on getting older, it's has this very kind of retro 80s sound, that piano solo and a lot of the, I think the production on the guitar sounds feels mm-hmm. like kind of the big guitar rock of the 80s that kind of u2 sound that other bands i think try to get to and and fail well the the piano line actually really reminds me of that song the way it is that's just the way it is do 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 yeah a little bit yeah the piano well i I think of both like uh, yeah a little bit i guess that like i feel like a bruce springsteen sound that uh, I feel like like bands on the like the War on Drugs are trying for yeah yeah, yeah totally and then uh, I have I hate that like that U two sound that I hear in there and like it's kind of like what Coldplay tries to do except sucks and this is actually good Coldplay is very popular yeah it's catchy but then this the, they do the same yeah, song over and over and and here I feel like this is you know there's some depth here and it's yeah but this is the high, I, high fidelity segment where we call out all of the bands that we hear reference in the song yeah well it, but it's, i think the uh, war on drugs was a really good call out yeah but i think i think both those just that it has a very kind of it, it's going for that 80s reference mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it sounds so big and I, I again i appreciate these songs that are big and anthemic about accepting your limitations accepting getting old you know this great lyric of you know you're in no danger of dying out and you don't need to be right it's overrated anyway that's yeah. like yeah you can it's it's okay to get older and pass the torch to the younger generation mm-hmm. and so it's it's not it, again it's not an enthusiastic kind of yay but there's a certain amount of yeah this is okay yeah yeah <laughs> and i like um i like the way that i i'm not a super fan but i don't recall that there was this much synth and piano in any of their prior albums so i i like that they're adding more keyboards yeah, I I like the variety of sounds here. It's uh, it's it never sounds overwrought, but there's an I, I like that there's such a variety between the songs and the different kind of tones, and they're mostly pretty upbeat. Even though the tempo tends to they most are most are kind of up tempo, but I think there's variety within that. Yeah, and I think the earnestness and the up tempo ness. Sometimes the earnestness can get a little bit too much for some people, maybe, and I, that might be the case on the next song that's called "Something I Should Do."
that very 80s sounding track. I, I love this very 90s sounding, I mean, the guitar sound and the spoken word. It mm-hmm. just feels that kind of sardonic wit. And the uh, they asked me to write a song about social media, but I didn't want to. It's very, very <laughs> anyway, tongue in, I'm pretty hooked. It's very, yeah, it's very tongue in cheek. And I also, this was song has a lot going on. And I, I love that there's, you know, about a 30 second little meditation on the speed of society and contrasting that with hmm, it must have been weird when things just didn't really change and uh he's not saying that's better or worse but it's interesting to think about but mm-hmm. after oh about a 30 second spoken word interlude that's about right nope and then there's another minute and a half at the end of the song <laughs> where it goes under this entire riff on hate ashbury and it's quite entertaining yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i this is the song is so fun and silly and also still dealing with really dark stuff of how do you make peace with a world that's out of control and yeah and the instrumentation that's behind this spoken word interludes does a lot of the work and i really like how it it's kind of not repetitive but it sort of has a good pattern going on and it reminded me a little a lot of that off the britney howard solo album that we talked about jamie mm-hmm. that came out last year there's the 13th century metal or 14th century metal, yeah. and, and there's it's a lot of spoken word and then this very active background instrumentation and here it's we've got that wee wee that i guess it's guitar or synth and then yeah almost like some doubled vocals and some backing vocals that are a little bit low in the mix and a lot going on in the, the these drums. And then they kind of amp up in intensity toward the end of the song where he's going for his really long spoken word interlude. And it creates a mood that I really like. Yeah, it's I, got a lot of like motion behind yeah, it. Yeah, I really enjoy the drumming on this track, especially on that bridge where we actually hear the title of the song mm-hmm. before we get into that uh, second spoken word. But yeah, there's really nice just little cymbal hits that give it a very melodic voice. I think the drums are not too showy on this album, but they this is one where they're given a chance to shine and it's really nice it's a uh, excuse for me to just call it i was really delighted to see this i guess the mixing on this was done by john goodmanson who notably did a bunch of the slater kinney album speaking of good drumming so i'm already knew there was a reason why i was into this album good drumming r.i.p <laughs> but she'll do good drumming another man stuff. but uh yeah so this is just a fantastic hodgepodge of crazy stuff and a really it's we're kind of here at the middle point of the album and it's yeah uh, i think it's intentionally kind of the centerpiece of the record and it it and it's, turns and it's, a little bit and it's kind of the title track because he talks about the yeah empathy ne- is bad or empathy is good lack of empathy is bad um holy mouth says we're never not together which is really sweet yeah so the next track we'll play is looking for you
is such an epic song. I love the guitar solo there that we faded out on. It's just, there's so much confidence and assertion backing up this chorus of what you're looking for is looking for you. Like, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, this entire, yeah, this is the most maximalist song where you have the guitars and the synths and a string section and a choir yeah and the the this, this triumphant chorus that takes over three minutes of the song before you actually get to that chorus and it really uh yeah i got a very like it reminded me of the best like new pornographer songs mm -hmm. where you get that sense of we're throwing the kitchen sink at you here sonically. Yeah. And it's the bleeding, wonderful. And the Bleeding Heart Show, which is what I think of, is the same way where it's it's kind of like verse, 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 and it's building up, building up, building up to then this triumphant chorus at the end. Yeah. And it's, you know, I call it out because they're really good at it. And I think Not A Surf is doing it really well here. And it's such a weird song, too, because there's this entire opening section where it's the choir singing mm -hmm. the first verse and then hand it off to Matthew Cause who then sings it in more mm -hmm. rock style mm -hmm. and it's very it's it's a weird song and yeah yeah I feel like a lot of these songs like when you listen to them oh this is sort of catchy and very positive mm -hmm. and genuinely I think when I first listened to this the first few times I listened to this album I just kind of dismissed it I was like oh, it's just kind of easy listening and it took several listens to start to realize how weird and complicated some of these songs are mm -hmm. and it's i like that it's the stealthiness of it. it and that when you yeah when i opened up to it and to enjoy that experience of this the the slow build leading to this explosion of joy in this song it's really great yeah i wish we could play the whole song because you really have to listen to it start to finish to experience the emotion that it, the instrumentation really evokes well this will be a much lower effort version of our show where we just <laughs> play, just the, play the play record. the record yeah and then, and then you come in and say thanks yeah you that. come on and say thanks for listening at the end <laughs> the next song we'll play is called crowded star it's like treasure record and I feel like there's just a lot of different moods that are conveyed on a sonic palette that is still consistent and it still feels like it's a cohesive album but this is one of the songs that's a little bit darker and a little slower 
and it just feels a little bit different. Yeah, I, I commented earlier that how much of the song of this album is really up tempo. So this time when we slow down and it gets a little more contemplative, and I think where so many of these songs are about a you know longing for connection, and then I feel like here at least can be heard as more of a like oh I've started to fi- feel that connection to some you know he's singing to someone mm-hmm. and it's not clear exactly what that connection is but it be it just a friendship or romantic but whatever it is he's finding it easier to connect to what's important in the world and feel not like alone on a crowded star but connected to everyone and this infinity surrounding everyone and it's almost a little bit of a head sna- head snapper between the completely disconnected in the first verse and pre-chorus into this and now everything's great and i feel super connected um but it's it is if it, it feels very sweet i mean i think that's part of the theme of the record though is the tension between feeling alone and feeling alone in a crowded place where you know you don't know people and you're not connected to them but then recognizing that at the same time we're never not together and we are all connected even if we're not actively engaged yeah and that there is a certain amount of the uh, yeah a lot of these songs are about just you have choosing the path of hope and connection and sometimes it's as easy as as making that choice so it, it it is pretty empowering and uplifting and i i'm i can be a little cynical and this this album gets past those barriers and it's it's very it's just so sweet and it's another guitar solo yeah a lot of guitar solos yeah i was actually surprised yeah so the next song we'll play is the penultimate track matilda interesting choice that I think so many of these songs are so positive and hopeful and here as we come to the second to last track that it really turns to uh, I think a little more despairing of how our culture is so trapped by the how badly we raise our children and how the damage that's done to them at a young age reverberates out into our society and all these really dark and 
seemingly intractable ways it's it's yeah the least hopeful song on the album it's also just very challenging it's really almost three different songs put together Uh, the first one starts out and it's really kind of a acoustic rock ballad that's really kind of cute and then it goes into this more minor key dark part which is which we played and then yeah the last two minutes right yeah i felt like almost like a 60s like Crosby, Stills, Nash kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And it's all shoved together into one song. And so I'm uh, not sure it's entirely successful, but I like how ambitious they are to try something that's really different here towards the end of the album. Yeah. And it is, I think, almost a necessary balance to all of the light here to take a moment to acknowledge how messed up things are and that even if a lot of the tracks are saying like, oh, all you need to do is just choose to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. This is a song that says like, well, you have to choose, but it's going to be hard work. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's not worth doing, but it is a sobering <laughs> reminder of the challenges that we all face. And I think what I like about Not A Surf and what I like about this record is that these are lyrics that deal with grappling with the challenges of being human, but aren't despairing and, you know, just keep trying to hold on to the light and look forward and embrace that open-hearted earnestness and fight against cynicism that it's often hard to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's ultimately a remarkably ambitious album disguised, again, as when I, on my first listen, it just seemed so warm and fuzzy that it snuck up on me a little. Mm-hmm. How And... Yeah, very positive, but I think again, it's it's not Pollyannish. It's recognizing that the the world is tough and often dark, but that's no excuse. And you know, if you have not listened to Not a Surf before, I think this is a great entry point. I don't know that they're breaking new ground with their sound, but it shows that they're able to keep making these really thoughtful, intricate records that move their sound forward in a way that it just makes me happy. <laughs> so yeah. so we'll go out with the last song on the record which is called Ride in the Unknown and we've been discussing Not a Surf's ninth studio album Never Not Together and you've been listening to For the Record thanks so much for listening <laughs> <laughs>